Hey everybody and welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 16 and by the time you're listening to this podcast, I will actually be hopefully in sunny Thailand. Uh, there is expectations for rain, but hopefully we'll have some nice sunshine so that I can refresh, revitalize and also get married. So by the time episode number 17 is released, I will be a married man. I'm not going to go anywhere too long, just going to take a two-week break and the podcast will be back very soon. So make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on our future guests and some amazing knowledge bombs to come. Talking about amazing guests, I was joined by Hayley Bleeden on today's episode, who is the founder of the Australian Superfoods Co., Hayley, as well as being a qualified dietitian and food lover, realised that Australia had some of the most nutrient-dense superfoods available. We're talking Davidson plum, wattle seed, mountain pepperberry and lemon myrtle, some I'd never even heard of before. But what Hayley has done is she's managed to source, as well as working closely with Aboriginal communities and farmers, to help bring these ingredients to the likes of Remedy Kombucha, Cocoa Black, Archie Rose... Charlie's Cookies and Byron Bay Cookies, so some huge brands. Haley's story is both impressive and inspiring. She has faced hurdle after hurdle, but keeps on persisting because she knows there's a real benefit in helping these Aboriginal communities and farmers, as well as bringing some amazing nutrient-dense products to the Australian market and beyond. This is episode number 16 with Haley Bleeden from the Australian Superfoods Co. Enjoy. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Welcome to the show, Hayley. How are you doing? Thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. And we're we're doing this first thing in the morning, and uh, you've already seemed to have a busy morning um, before we've done this podcast and the sun's not even out. So <laughs> are you I, having a good morning? It's the life of working parents. You have to get as much in the much done in the morning as you can. Unreal, unreal. And we, I was just saying before that, yeah, getting getting a dog walk in and a gym session and then uh, doing a podcast seems to be a pretty good achievement for the day. So I might might call it might call it a quits uh, after this podcast and go home. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but for the people listening, um, I know a little bit about you, and I'm looking forward to this episode to to get to know you and the business uh, a lot better. But who who is Haley, and uh, what business has you have you created that's uh, that's making some great traction in the industry? Um, so we, I'm the founder and the chief dietitian at the Australian Superfood Co. We launched about four, four to five years ago, and I think that when people ask who is Haley and who is the Australian Superfood Code, they almost uh, the same, same at the moment. Perfect. Um, we launched um, just over five, just over five years ago, and we specialise in Australian native ingredients. So oh. my my background is a dietitian, and I noticed that there was a gap in the market that we were importing natives, um, we were importing superfoods from all over the world yet there was something missing. There was some disconnect in our own country that we weren't aware of what Indigenous Australians were eat, were consuming for over 65,000 years. Oh, wow. And how how did you come across the superfoods? Was it just through research, through the, the studies, or was it just kind of 
you did this as like a side hustle to actually go and explore like where are these superfoods and how do you track them down and where's the story well, when there? I, when, I, when I finished uni, I was lucky enough to get a gig at, um, the, at the North Melbourne Football Club. So my background is as a dietitian and I did I furthered my study that's doing sports dietetics, specialising in sports. Beautiful. Go the Roos. That's that's my team. Ah. <laughs> I feel as a Melbourne supporter, I feel like between Melbourne and North Melbourne, there there aren't too many supporters out there. <laughs> it's very true. I've I've I don't come across many of them, so uh oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were working with the indigenous players um at North Melbourne and I'd hear about foods that they'd consume when they went home for the pre-season okay. and I had never heard of them and it really baffled me and it shamed me almost that as a food specialist as a dietitian I, I didn't know these foods that were growing in our own backyard and that's what really started my research just and it never started off as a business venture it was really just what what is this what what do we not know about our own country that sustained our Indigenous people for so long Oh wow, that's that's pretty. And and how did so you? I'm guessing you then had to go and source these ingredients. And did you, did you ask the football players where they were buying uh, the ingredients from? Or yeah, where, it was, it was less buying and more harvesting. Um, they the ingredients were they were they were going out and they were um, they were catching turtles and they were picking kakadu plums and. For me, um, what we did was it was years in the making. It So it started off just as a research piece, mainly from a nutritional perspective. So mm. finding out what the nutritional benefits, what the health benefits were of these ingredients. And then it became getting to getting to meet suppliers. And that all just kind of happened organically as you as you want to learn more about the supply chain. When you hear that Kakadu Plum is 100% wild harvested by Indigenous communities, it sparked in me, well, wow, I need to meet these women. I want to find out more about about the indigenous communities, why they're why they're picking the kakadu plum, what the health benefits are, what the social benefits are within the community, which was really astounding. When you know you find out that the women go out and pick the fruit, they're paid um, per kilo for the fruit. So on the weekend, it's not just the women that are going out picking the yeah. fruit; it's the whole family going out to picking the fruit. So it's bringing the family together. It's talking about culture, talking about history, and bringing it into today's life. That's that's amazing. So literally, you've gone from studying uh, nutrition to into dietetics to to working with footballers to then seeing a whole niche opportunity that's not being tapped into and now you're heavily involved in the food industry. Yeah exactly and I suppose food's always been my passion and so it kind of just evolved but now working in and that's why I think we looked so when we launched we launched with a range of snack bars and and the snack bars incorporated Australian native ingredients so there were four raw bars that had that had different flavours from ancient rainforest berry with Davidson plum and ryeberry to wattle seed husk, um, cacao and coconut. Um, and so the the idea was that we're going to bring out a product that's really healthy, that's that consumers can trust, that incorporates Australian natives to get the, the conversation started. We recognised that fruits like Kwandong had never been, this was, you know, a couple of years ago, had never been, no one had heard of these fruits before. <laughs> And, and that it's such a great name. People would laugh and would say Kwandong. Yeah, it's great. And, <laughs> and then, so that and really what, started the conversation. What are the health benefits of Kwandong? So Kwandong's really high in um, fat-soluble vitamins. It's really energy-dense and nutritious. So um, that, with some research that we did was we really wanted to link the Indigenous stories to the fruits of, that we're consuming today. 
So we found that Indigenous men would build makeshift ladders up Kwandong trees to consume Kwandongs on their on their hunting trips. Oh wow, this is this is fantastic, and 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 just to think it's so close to home as well. Uh, we, exactly, uh, you, it's just been untapped into. Oh, that is and, that is and, you know, When you talk about superfoods these days, I think many of them are coming from um, less fortunate countries than ours. So often third world countries mm. where. The, um, that we're we're really you, we're taking these the, the the produce from the communities and paying them pittance for the produce. Where in Australia you can get on a plane, you can go visit the communities with you know in a couple of hours. You can see the hard work that they're doing. You can see the connection to land. You can make sure that throughout the food chain that they're being reimbursed appropriately. And it's, wow. it's 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 just so rewarding being able to see the whole food chain rather than a container has landed at the pier. Let's get the container off and you know start unloading. That's it just that. feels so much more sustainable, so much so much more wholesome. Definitely, and and I've I've seen the products and I've actually tasted the bars that you created originally. And looking into the ingredients like kakadu plum and wattle seed, there is some real nutritional benefits about them. What's your views on now everything being called a superfood, whereas um, have you seen that move into literally everything has been called a superfood, whereas the products you're doing are actually superfoods? Well, Uh, the the definition of a superfood is a nutritionally dense food. So I don't have any issues with people calling blueberries or salmon superfoods because they are, they're they're Mm -hmm. wholesome foods. And I suppose it shows just how far our diets have come that a wholesome, nutritious whole food is now regarded (laughs) superfood. It's almost like what what else (laughs) other than superfoods? Shouldn't it just be called food? (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. Um, So, but these foods that we are, that we are sourcing, they are incredibly nutritious. Kakadu plum, for instance, has the highest vitamin C content of any natural food source on earth. Wow. That is, it's just incredible. And this is a fruit that five years ago I'd never heard of. I didn't see anywhere in the supermarkets. And to find out that we're importing Camu Camu where, for its vitamin C benefits, where Kakadu Plum has double the vitamin C content as Camu Camu and is wild harvested by our Indigenous people. It's just amazing. It's good, and there's a great story behind it as well, which is, which I'm hoping there's a movement towards. Like uh, speaking to Sharon in the last um, episodes, she she's a real influencer of telling brands and telling businesses that people don't want cheap products anymore. People want a story behind them, and people people are happy to buy, uh, maybe pay a little bit more. Well, are wanting to pay a little bit more if there's a reason behind it and it sounds like these products have a have a great story and they've got great nutritionals behind it and it's uh it's just getting those products to market so how how are you finding the journey of getting your range which which seems is there about seven in the range from i believe or so, so there's we've got a range of raw bars where there are four we've got um three paleo granolas and we also, and I suppose this is the main business these days. So the business has evolved quite a far away since mm. we started and we had to pivot a lot. Um, where we started off wanting to produce retail-ready products, we're now realising that as a small business, it's really hard It's really hard to penetrate the saturated market. And yeah. what, we've, what we've seen is there's so much interest for native ingredients that if we are working and we collaborate, 
with larger businesses that are able to to talk about the ingredients more, then we're able to in, to increase awareness of the ingredients much more powerfully than when we were doing it ourselves. So our business now is really as a as the native ingredient specialist. So we we are able we have the, the connections to community, the connections to local growers. We have contracts with the growers in place, and then we're able to supply our ingredients to native to food and beverage manufacturers, to the beauty industry, and to food service. So we're oh, able to increase instead of us, you know, a team of six. Um, telling the story, we're able to then go out and have teams of hundreds virtually where the story's being told. Ah, oh, that's amazing. And to touch on just something you mentioned there, the beauty aspect, that that's a real point of difference. Like, um, is there, is there benefits to adding this product into um, into beauty products? Like, who who came who came over that idea? That's a great well, idea. It's it's something well it 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 also it, a lot of things happen organically and I think a lot of small businesses will tell you that it, it's not so much planning but rather just staying agile. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we so it we, so we started getting some inquiries from from some amazing Australian um, beauty manufacturers and they were interested. So vitamin C, you know, it strengthens collagen, which yeah. is, it rejuvenates and. Um, and, and increase youthfulness, which we're Beautiful. all after these days. Um, and so the, the the link between the nutrients, while the nutrients are perfect for your physical, your internal health, we don't know that skin's the largest organ. So it's it's um, it's soaking up all the nutrients that you put on top of the skin. So by offering, so we launched our range of native extracts a year ago. And by offering them in a liquid version, businesses are able to to, to mix, um, say, kakadu plum extract with a moisturiser and mix, and and so that you're getting these multiple multiple benefits. That's and that's unreal. And when, uh, as I know, and uh, speaking to many different businesses and speaking to the people on the podcast, that when uh, when businesses evolve and keep adapting, there there seems to be hurdle after hurdle. How 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 are you getting on with the the hurdles that you're facing? Because this you're going into new territory. To be honest, you're not yeah. just playing around with quinoa in a cereal kind of thing. Yeah. You're you're literally going to the farmers to the to the land and then trying to get a product um, into retail or into into manufacturers' hands. What's yeah. the hurdles that you that you're facing today and over the last five years? So we recognise when we launched that supply was going to be our biggest issue. Mm. Um, we It's not like other products where you have, you know, if you want oranges, you can source oranges in Australia at certain times of the year, but then you go overseas and you've got an, an annual supply of oranges. So we recognise that and the way we combated that in the beginning and continue to combat that today is we currently only offer product in fresh or, fro- sorry, in freeze-dried dehydrated or extract or a liquid extract so it's okay. all shelf stable and we're able to acquire as much of the produce as we need while it's in season and then process it in a way that maintains a nutritional value and enables us to build up our um, our inventory we also since launching and we've, we've met so many wonderful growers in so many different communities and that's really in um, increased our supply, obviously, but now we are working with with farmers that w- are looking to diversify their crops and recognise that growing native ingredients is a simple way 
to grow produce because it's local to the land. It's got natural pesticides within the fruits. You don't need to be spraying the fruits all the time. And so we're, 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 we're trying to encourage farmers to continually diversify their crops to increase supply and then we'll be their commercial partner where we'll, we'll guarantee them that we'll purchase the produce off them once it grows um, and so that they have that they know that it's going to be sold because it might not be as easy as engaging the majors I'm not sure if that's easy but yeah. um, you know knowing you're going to have that customer there so for us it's getting contracts in place with our current suppliers um, and, and getting farmers to diversify their crops to get more plants in the ground so that one day when we look at the the native the landscape of Australia hopefully we're seeing native ingredients everywhere from the farms to the food chain um, and so that it's as common as other ingredients so it's, it maybe won't be called a superfood even though it will technically be a superfood yeah. because it will just be part it'll just be an, an ingredient that we're used to seeing like cinnamon or turmeric Wow, so it's, it sounds like a pretty easy job then that you've got um, ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one that's, step at a time. That's unreal. And correct me if I'm wrong, are these superfoods that you do uh, grown in different regions of Australia or is it? are they mainly found in the same regions due to the weather climate? No. So if you think of Australia, if you go back thousands and thousands of years, there were plants growing, all different plants, all in all different regions due to the climate. So we literally source different ingredients from every state in Australia. I think oh, wow. people think of, when you think of native Australia, you think straight away of WA and Northern Territory, which is where we where, where we source our Kakadu plum from. Mm. But then there are, you know, amazing ingredients that require colder climates like mountain pepperberry and mountain pepper leaf, which is grown in Tasmania. Then there are um, fruits that require tropical climates and are grown in northern Queensland and northern New South Wales, and that's like finger lime and Davidson plum. Oh, wow. Like I've, I've tasted a few of these and they're, they're just so flavoursome. Like uh, yeah. um, six months ago, I saw, I've, I've got your extracts and they they pack a punch, don't they? And they do. It's, it, it's going to be amazing to see, yeah, what, what brands and what opportunities um people put into these products because they are they are a real point of difference and like we mentioned before they've got a great story behind them and uh they've got the nutritional benefits as well so it's a win-win so it's it's an absolute amazing story that you've done and uh i'm guessing you've not you've only just begun really yeah we think so we we just see that there's so much amazing work going on we work with red dust role models or a, a, a charity organization that support um, youth, men and women in different ways in Indigenous communities and working with them and seeing the work that can be done in communities is really incredible and it, enable, and it just kind of gives you that encouragement to keep on going. It gives you, it's you know, there, I suppose there are different ways that people are motivated in business and obviously there's the financial gains mm -hmm. but then knowing that you can work you can walk into communities and you can help them from a financial from a social perspective you can encourage them to be growing you know different ingredients and looking at looking at different employment options where you know there might be a b and c that are the obvious option but then being able to go back to the land and know that you're going to be paid for working the land that's what's really rewarding and that's what i think that's what gets you up in the morning where the financial benefits obviously pay for dinner this, that's what kind of it keeps you going yeah. and, and makes it makes it exciting that's amazing and 
So the people uh, who are listening, how how can they get more information about the products and about your company, which is, which is the best direction to send them? You can go to our website, which is www.ostsuperfoods.com.au. Um, that's the, the website has a lot of information about different ingredients, about our commitment to community, about you can obviously purchase online as well and where you can and a list of our stockers where you can purchase other ingredients. Um, or just send us an email at info at ossuperfoods.com.au. We love chatting to people that are interested in native ingredients and you can pop down to our um, our warehouse in Oakley if you're interested in Victoria, um, but just give us a call first. <laughs> beautiful and uh, if you do go on the website like whoever's done the photography it's absolutely beautiful so it's just it's worthwhile just going to see the uh the pictures on the website like that's yeah. uh that's really nice so uh, i just and want we, to we say also have little sample packs which offer all of our ingredients oh, amazing. so if, oh. if you just want to have a taste um let us know and we can get some out to you beautiful i'll uh i'll add all these details in the show notes and uh i hope people get in contact because there is there is so much scope to just add whether it's a couple of percent or even just recreating an existing product with so many different brands uh, to add an Australian native superfood. I think there's there's a lot of scope for this product. So I'm I'm a huge fan and I've I've learned a lot from you, Haley, in this story. So in this podcast, so thank you very much for your time. Like it's it's unreal how instead of just picking something up that's already ex- existed you've you've seen a niche and uh you've ran with it you've done the uh, background you've done the research and uh hopefully it's paying off so amazing effort on your behalf thanks so much ben and thanks for having us on the show <laughs> no worries thank you very much for your time and uh i look forward to hearing from you in the very uh, near future <laughs>